What makes a retirement successful? Nobody plans on having an unsuccessful retirement, but in reality, sometimes it happens. Today, we are sharing three habits of successful retirees so that you can maximize your retirement. All that and more on today's episode of The Retire One Show. Hello and welcome to the Retire Once Show, the show designed to help you get to retirement, but most importantly, stay retired. I'm your host, Jonathan Rankin. I'm the founder and CEO of Theorem Wealth Management, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host. Hi, I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a great show for you today. We are going to be sharing the three habits of successful retirees. But before we do that, what do we want people to do, Mel? We want you to subscribe. We want you to follow us along on this amazing journey. That's right. Hit that subscribe button so that you're notified every time that we release a new episode. But uh, now I think we have to get into it. But before we do, don't we have something else for them? We actually do. We have a a listener question, and I think this is a very common question. We got a question from Matt, and he said, I'm thinking about retiring in the next one to two years. I have some cash savings, and I'm curious, what should I have paid off before I retire? And to the everybody who's listening, I apologize. Allergies have gotten me a little bit uh, caught up, so you'll have to forgive my voice. Yeah, trust me, it's worse for me than it is for you because I get to live with it every single day. But we carry on. We carry on. So uh, bless you in advance, you know, of the times that we might have to cut so she could sneeze. I apologize if that happens. That's right. But let's get back to Matt. Let's get back to Matt. Matt, there's a number of different forms of things that you want paid off. Now, he didn't mention what he wants to have paid off or what he should pay off. We have no clue what kind of debt he has. I think he just means in general. In general. Okay. So let's go through, I would say, the the big ones. Obviously, there's the house. The biggest one. The biggest Most one. likely. Most likely. Yeah. This is a very polarizing, very polarizing you know, piece of debt that I've found you know, throughout my experience that people always either need to have it paid off by the time they retire, or it's something that they want to make sure they have the most efficient plan possible. Well, naturally, it's usually the biggest expense. It is. But when you think about if you, let's say you refinance over the past couple of years before rates decided to double on everybody, but let's say you refied at a very low rate around, you know, two and a half or maybe 3%. Kudos to you if that's the case. Yeah, very, very much kudos to you. Uh, do you pay that off just because that is something that is in your mind of, I want to get to retirement and have my mortgage paid off. And I think this is, with it being an emotional decision, it really is going to depend on the rate. And also, if it is something that, you have, if you don't have personal comfort with that debt, then yeah, have it paid off. But if you want the most efficient, I would say, um, you know, on paper financial plan, well, it's going to come down to the rate. If your rate is 3%, the odds are that you could get a better over time, a better return in any sort of market than 3% that will help pay that down. So your, your money is better spent investing it as opposed to paying that down, but it really comes down to a comfort level with that debt. So in your opinion, if he has a low rate, maybe hang on to it. Absolutely. If you've got a, if you locked in an extremely low rate and you're comfortable with that debt, knowing that it's going to impact your cash flow, uh, then, you know, then yeah, I would say keep that debt. If it's something where you say it's going to stress me out, it's going to weigh on me and I want this paid off by the time I retire, then pay it off. You know, sometimes in finance, yes, there's a correct answer that is, right on paper, but it makes you more uncomfortable. And is that really what retirement's about is being uncomfortable? So 
Of course not. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. After the house, I think the next big item that most people have is a car. Yeah, either car or sometimes credit cards. Now, cars, it depends on, I would say, how often you drive it. Once again, the rate is going to be a factor there. What is that payment? You know, how much longer do you have to pay on that? Do you want that car forever? Yeah, obviously getting debt-free is is a goal for a lot of people. But it's just making sure that you're putting that cash savings to the best possible use. And the options are either paying down the debt, and I would say stack rank everything by interest rate, because the other option is you invest it. And those are really the two options that you have. Now, obviously, the investing world doesn't uh, doesn't feel great right now, being in a bear market and all, but over time... I would say there's going to be returns that at some point, as we talked about before, my big prediction is that at some point in the future, the stock market will be higher than it is today. We just don't know when. We sure hope so. Yeah, we definitely sure hope so. Uh, But I think looking at where your highest interest rates are, if that's your car loan, then yeah, knock that thing out. If it's credit cards, then you want to aggressively pay those things off because let's say you decide you want to put that, you know, put paying off those high interest rate debts and you want to put off, put that off until you're retired. Well, the reality is you're probably taking distributions from your retirement savings during that time and paying that off by taking money out of your retirement accounts. One, you're paying taxes depending on the type of account you're taking that out of. So it could possibly push you into a higher tax bracket. You might be withdrawing more than what your financial plan initially had in place just because now you're taking out extra to pay off that debt. Coming up with a plan before you retire to figure out where the best use of that money is. Now, I know that's what you're thinking about, Matt, but really it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. There's not one way to say, pay off all your debt and that's the best place for your money because the reality is depending on the low rates, I know some places, some cars, they might have a 0% interest rate. Do you really want to pay that thing off? Chances are, if you have 0%, you're going to want to hang on to that car, especially if it's a car that you like, right? I think so. And that's why incorporate all this stuff in your financial plan, figure out what your debt looks like based on the interest rates, and then go from there. Start off with the highest interest rate, knock that thing out, and then move on to the next one. Once you've gone over all the items that you might actually want to pay off, there are things to consider. Maybe purchases you want to make or trips you want to go on. Yeah, that's a good point. There are items that aren't necessarily on a balance sheet that maybe you have planned. For example, travel. I know that's a big goal for a lot of retirees is to start taking bigger trips or maybe there's a destination that they've got on their bucket list that that's kind of the first place they go after they retire. Or going to see family, grandkids. Yeah, I guess that would be considered a vacation. For most it is. For most it is. But making sure that you're, if it's, let's say, a larger trip than what you're used to, earmarking that money, setting that aside, not factoring that into your financial plan is a good way to, you know, I would say pay that off in advance but it's not necessarily a debt that you're paying off. The other things that you might want to factor, let's say you might need a new car. If you're planning on getting a new car in the first or second year of retirement, or even the first three, earmark that, put that money aside. Don't factor that into your retirement plan. And one thing a lot of people don't anticipate, college or weddings, if you're planning on helping your kids with with a wedding. Which I just have to say, if you're planning on doing that, that's a great job as a parent for you. I mean, coming from two kids where that was not the case for either one of us, college or wedding, no offense, mom and dad, but that's something that really, I mean, doesn't really happen in today's society. So if that's something you're actually planning, 
I think that's a great thing. Absolutely. I mean, our kids probably won't get those things paid for just because they, <laughs> I think they should work for it, but we've got a long way to go until they, uh, they get there. But putting that money aside, all of those different things, if you have any sort of large purchase, earmarking that money, putting it aside so that way it's outside of your retirement plan, and then you can plan accordingly to make sure that your retirement will be successful and that all those major purchases that you want are, are factored in. Absolutely. Matt, thank you for the great question. Shifting gears a little bit, we're going to talk about the three habits of successful retirees. First, before we even talk about the three habits, I think we have to talk about what is a successful retirement. Well, do yourself a favor, go to Google, type in retirement, and just hit images. I think, isn't that what... You get the hand-in-hand stroll on the beach. Um, you do see a lot with grandkids. You, you do. The one the throwing it up in the air, you see a lot of photos of water. I, I don't know... Why? It seems like retirement and water kind of go hand in hand as far as Google is concerned. So hopefully you can swim. But what I think that is a good question. If you're starting to think about, I want to set up for a successful retirement, but really what is that? You think of, is retirement success just, I've got enough money to pay all my bills? Is that successful? I wouldn't think so. I think there's so much more that goes into it. I mean, it's you're supposed to be personally fulfilled. Yeah, I think that's a good And financially. Point. That is. And you want to make sure you're financially fulfilled or else I would think think that was an unsuccessful retirement. But okay, so let's kind of back into what is an unsuccessful retirement? Well, you're probably not financially prepared. Yeah. Going back to work, I would say. (laughs) What about uh, if you're just bored? Boredom is a big one. Or if you're not doing what you thought you would be doing. I mean, if you thought you were going to be traveling and seeing friends, family, kids, the world, and you're not doing any of that, if you're just kind of hanging out watching birds, or if that's, if you want to be watching birds, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying it's probably going to look a little different than you thought if it's unsuccessful. We we just lost an entire audience of bird watchers. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I hope that... Actually, yesterday I did watch a a news segment with my mother-in-law about the fact that since 2017, we have lost... 2.9 2.9 million birds. So that's that's actually, that that's what made me think about the bird factor. So my wife is now a bird watcher. That is good to know. Now that we've talked about what Google portrays as a successful retirement, let's actually talk about what three things make a successful retirement. First up, engage in an active financial plan. A lot of people don't know what this is. Active planning, I feel like, is different than just financial planning or retirement planning because there are is a large segment of people who believe I did a financial plan once and I'm good to go. It said I was good. Forget it method. Yeah. Look, we're not baking chickens here. Okay. This is not that we don't uh, have anything on roast in the oven. No, nothing on roast in the oven. This is not set it, forget it. It's not like an estate plan or, uh, or anything like that. This isn't something that you can do one time, put it in a file on your computer and say, okay, I'm good because markets change. I think that's pretty evident as of today. And I would imagine that there's a lot of people whose retirement looks different today than it did last November because of where the market was. Absolutely. Active planning allows you to put a routine together around how often you're going to update your financial plan. This gives you the ability to just check in with where you're at based on the market cycle. And really, the, I would say the most successful retirees have a schedule around how often they update this. Not only that, but they allow for flexibility in that financial plan. I know we talked a little bit about that before when talking about withdrawal sequencing, but there are going to be good years where maybe you could spend a little bit more 
but having flexibility in your life as well, because there's going to be years where you might have to you know, tighten up a little bit and, and not be so uh, you know, rigid. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, kind of like maintaining a car, you always need to take it in for an oil change. Think about that, like the maintenance, but you never know when you're going to need to get new tires or brakes or whatever else goes wrong with cars. But I think, I think you make a good point there. Maybe we should start putting a little sticker on the top left of your windshield that says oil change 3,000 miles away from if here. If only somebody had thought of that. It, I know, but if you put now retirement plan and you just put that every six months with, you know, along with your oil change, I think that's a great idea. Make them go hand in hand. While you're getting your oil changed, you can call us. We'll help put together that financial plan and we could check on that. Let's be honest. You're going to have some time to kill while you're sitting there. I mean, they have to look for things that could be wrong with your car. <laughs> That's right. They have to inspect everything, even though you just went there for the oil change. And then there's always that one issue that's... Oh, we didn't see this coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, This this isn't covered under that warranty. So, And we actually need to order the part. And it's on back order. (laughs) So true. (laughs) For anybody who's had to take their car in recently. That that probably sounds pretty familiar. (laughs) That's very true. But putting that habit together... Uh, making sure you have a routine around updating your financial plan because this allows you to stress test in real time how well you're doing. And, you know, making that a disciplined approach to financial planning is is very important. And it's a very good habit that a lot of successful retirees have down very well. Now that we've talked about what it means to engage in an active financial plan, we're going to go into the second point, having an investment discipline. Yeah. Successful retirees have this one down very good. They have a discipline around their investment strategy to be as unemotional with their portfolio as possible. And that is, that is what you want to do when investing retire- for retirement. It's oh. easier said than done. I mean, it's your money. You've worked hard for this. Yeah, nobody, nobody likes markets like right now, but successful retirees understand that bear markets are a part of investing. Now, most retirees have invested for 10, 20, 30, maybe even 40 years. They've been through market cycles, but in years like now, it it gets easy to forget that we go through extended bear markets. It's easy to get caught up in headlines and all the noise out there. It is. And that's that's part of creating that investment discipline is making sure that you have an asset allocation based on your financial plan, understanding your own risk tolerance. And in markets like this, it always reminds people, okay, what is my risk tolerance? How much risk can I stomach to the downside? Because Over time, markets are going to go down. And yes, obviously, this would be a lot better to be said at the top of the market where you're thinking, okay, can I stomach a 25 or 30% drawdown right now? Well, most people would say no, and maybe they're taking too much risk based on their own risk tolerance. So successful retirees have that investment discipline down. They don't get caught up in the momentum on either side. They're not saying let's go all to cash and they're not saying let's dive all 100% into the stock market. It's kind of having a balance on both sides. Yes, it's an investment discipline. However, it's more or less being flexible with it and understanding that you're going to hit highs and lows with it. I mean, there's and that's, and that's a very good point. There's not this isn't us saying, okay, put together an asset allocation and never touch it. You can operate with what we like to call an overweight method where, you know, there are times where Markets look expensive like they did last year. And we had conversations with clients that say, hey, I know we have a 60% stock allocation. That's part of our asset allocation. Right now, things look expensive. Why don't we trim that down to 
55 or 50% and putting in some guardrails there. And then same thing on the upside. And when markets go up, everybody wants to take on more risk, but having a parameter on the, on the top side to say, okay, at most we're going to go to 65 or 70% in stocks. So having that on the upside and the downside will help provide that discipline so that you know, one, I know how much risk I'm taking, what I'm exposing myself to, but two, you're never going to get emotional with let's, let's get all the way 100% out of the market or all the way 100% in because that never works out for investors. So with our second point, what we're saying is have an investment discipline, but kind of try to keep your feelings out of it, I guess. As, I mean, as best as you can. And that's where, that's where having a financial advisor really does help. And I let us be emotionless for you. Yeah, we can, you know, that is our, that is our job. That is what we try to do. We want to show you if we can put together a financial plan that you can say, I feel confident in this financial plan. And here's a investment portfolio that's based on that plan. Absolutely. I think that is, that is what successful retirees do. And, and we've done that for a very long time with people. If you allow us to help you with that second point, it will lead perfectly into the third point. Retire with a purpose. Now, this is a habit that I don't think many people think about until after they're retired. So successful retirees have this one down well in advance because I know we've talked about this before in previous episodes, retiring with a purpose. Uh, but I did run across this Forbes article that I found pretty interesting. It, uh, the title of it was, Why Your Retirement Plans May Fail on Any Given Tuesday. Tuesday, so obscure. It is very obscure. But what the author looked at was how retirees actually spend their time. And, you know, obviously the, the biggest portion of a day was spent sleeping. And uh, I would hope you're day. catching up on a lot of sleep. Yeah, that's everybody needs sleep to be healthy. We know that. The second biggest one was leisure activities. Uh, but the biggest thing in there was obviously watching TV. That was uh, where that one surprised me. That's where most retirees spent their time is, is watching TV, which, hey, if that's you, hopefully you have some good show recommendations. But I think most people, that wasn't the vision that they had set out for when they planned to retire. And what the author talks about is a good practice for setting yourself up for success in retirement is thinking about or being able to answer the question, what will you be doing on any given Tuesday? Ah, the obscurity comes back in full force. Yes. And now he he does answer, okay, why does he pick Tuesday? Well, because Tuesday is boring. Tuesday is boring. It's, you you have nothing to look forward to is what he says. There's not a Thursday or Friday. I was like, well, that's grim. I wouldn't say that. Okay. (laughs) You have the whole day of Tuesday. That is true. But I guess more common than not, Tuesday is kind of a, eh, it's Tuesday. And that's what he, that, that was the whole point of. That is the day where most people don't have anything planned. So if you're able to answer the question, what do you have going on Tuesday afternoon? If you have that day planned out, then it's likely going to be a successful retirement. He looks at this as the ability to virtually stress test your retirement goal setting around how you're actually going to live life after work. and Based on Tuesday. Based on Tuesday. <laughs> but that's, how, that's what most retirees often forget is, I worked all this time. I worked for 30 plus years. I want to stop working. But is it for the sake of just, I want to stop working? But really, what are you actually going to be doing? And we've talked a lot about the mental health side of having a purpose, having something to you know create that social connectivity, uh, making sure that you're fulfilling yourself in whatever you're doing, whether that's volunteer work, playing, you know, spending time with family, whatever you're doing. Just 
it kind of goes back to the whole point. Yes, financially, you want to be prepared for retirement, but you also, it's, I would say, almost equally as important to, to know what you're going to be doing personally. Self-fulfillment is a huge, huge part of retirement. It is. And he does talk about how half of us are going to live past age 85. Oh, God. Now, assume you retire at 65. That means you're going to have more than 1,100 Tuesdays to fill. I don't know why that that just sounds... That's that's a tough one. I don't know. That's a lot, that's a lot of Tuesdays. <laughs> that's a lot of Tuesdays. Do you have them filled? Do you have them planned? That is the third habit of successful retirees is that they likely have their Tuesdays planned. They have a they have things in their life that give them purpose, things in their life that give them fulfillment. And when you couple that with the success around the financial part, then it is a very well-rounded retirement because is it it's not really well-rounded when hey, you've got all the money that you need in the world. You have no worries that you're going to run out, but you're not doing anything. With that in mind, if you have nothing going on on Tuesday, give us a call. Yeah, we'd be happy to you help can talk you talk to out. us on Tuesdays. And that, that is a great point. And if you do have questions about anything, you can head to retireonceshow.com. You can ask us a question there. You can schedule some time for us to connect. We'd be happy to help put together your financial plan to see if you're on track and, and what retirement looks like for you. But before we get out of here, make sure you hit that subscribe button because we want to help you on this journey. We want you to be a part of this, what we're doing here. And uh, with that, I'm Jonathan Rankin. And I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you for joining us.